Listen. Everybody and welcome to Ask Dr. Gans the podcast. Stress, everybody has it. Like everybody has it. So how do we deal with it? How do we eliminate the bad stuff and how do we use stress to actually help reboot or reconfigure in a positive manner for success at every level? Well, joining us as always is registered psychologist Dr. Gans Ferrance. He's our guy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. <laughs> well, let's get right to it. This is our third podcast. It's exciting. Today, one of the, the, the angles we're going at, we're talking about how to cut your stress and how to build an owner's manual. When yes. you told me about this owner's manual, I kind of thought to myself, well, that's kind of an interesting theory, but what exactly is an owner's manual? Well, look at any time you get a new piece of equipment, right? I, and I, I know like us, a lot of guys, we don't read the owner's manual, right? It's like, what oh, are yeah, you we'll saying? St- stick it in the glove box <laughs> or, you know, what in the back <laughs> of the drawer. But... <laughs> If we really want to know how to get the most out of our equipment, we need to know how it works. We need to know what works for it. We need to know how to maintain it, how to clean it, frequently asked questions, those sort of things, right? But, you know, we don't think about doing that for ourselves, our bodies, or our relationships. And this is where this is coming from. When you have an owner's manual, then you know how you work, one, two, you actually don't have to think about everything you have to do. You just follow the scheduled maintenance or you just follow the checklist or whatever you need to do so that your life runs way, way better. Men and women have different ways of approaching owner's manuals, I'm told. Uh Uh, Ikea, for example, I tend to look at the directions after (laughs) where my better half looks at the instructions first. So I've got to think that this one, is, way, one way is better than the other, by the way. Uh, yeah, we are back to the way we are wired again. So now this is one of the major components of chapter three in your book, the me factor. How do you want to dig in on this one? I, I guess, I, I guess, how does it, uh, how does it, there's stress involved here with oh, all yeah. of this. How does oh, this yeah. kind of un, uh, undo the un, stress? Yeah, basically well, at, the, the, the way it works is this. Um, there are certain things that we know are good for us. Well, actually, many of us don't even know they're good for us, but, you know, you read the book, you'll figure it out, right? Um, so when you know what is good for you, uh, then the, the real challenge is actually doing it because a lot of us n- don't do what we know to do. We can give good advice. We can, you know, we can talk a good game, but when it comes right down to it, we're not as uh, effective at doing it in the moment, right? So I was reading this one book. Um, it's called. It was actually called The One Thing. Uh, very, very good book. I recommend people check it out. But they quoted uh, a study they did in Israel, and they were looking at judges, and they're looking at um, how effective judges' decisions were throughout the day. And what they found was that the judges were very accurate. They had um, uh, good good productivity early in the day, like right after breakfast. Okay. And then as time went on, it started to fall off. Then it went up after the uh, uh, coffee break. Then it went down, went up <laughs> again after lunch, went down. Right By the end of the day, it was pretty bad, right? Yeah. And so what, what, what that tells you is that when your brain is fed with the, like nutrition and sugar and the things you need to run your brain, people tend to make better decisions than when they're tired or hungry and that sort of thing, right? And if you look at the Snickers commercials, that's, that's kind of what they Classic. say, right? It's like, you know, you're not, you're not the same. You're not yourself when you're hungry, right? And absolutely right. <laughs> so something like that. But in the moment, we don't always think of that. If I'm hungry, 
I don't always know how hungry I am or how impaired I am because uh, part of being impaired is not really knowing how impaired you are. So it's far better to have a protocol or a system that you can follow so you don't even have to think about it. If you just follow the checklist, if you follow the system, you will do all the right things. So really the only work you have to do is set up the system and then remember to follow it. And that's it. And after a while, the nice thing about that, Bryn, is after a while, that then becomes a habit. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to like check your system. You're just running the system. It's just part of your regular routine. You mentioned something, and I had a flashback to the movie City Slickers. Oh, yeah. And uh, Curly, who's the old, it was the Jack Palance guy. Yeah. And I think it was Billy Crystal's character said, how do we figure out what we're doing? And, and he said, you just have to learn the one thing. That's right. The one thing. But that's easier said than done, right? <laughs> it is. Well, and this is why this is why I suggest this uh, strategy, because any time we can simplify our lives, we're going to run better. What stress? One of the things that stresses us out is, is a lot of stuff. There's actually a concept called choice fatigue, right? So if you have that, what they say is if you have 50 things you can choose from, you're not going to choose very well. And when you do choose, you're not going to be very satisfied with the choice you have. Okay. If you have three things to choose from, you're going to be able to make that choice really quickly and you're going to be very satisfied with, with the choice you make. And so it's this weird paradox where we think we really want more and more choice, but the more we have, the less well we do. So that, that goes for choice. That goes for information coming at us. It goes for how many things we have to juggle in a day. So when we can simplify and, and cut things down, we run a lot better. We reduce our stress. We feel better. And our bodies function better as well. Uncertainty is a big word here then, right? <laughs> right. You want to cut the uncertainty. And one of the things with uncertainty, uncertainty is one of those things that humans typically don't do well with, right? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of the most stressful situations, mm -hmm. right? It's like, well... Um, will she call me or will she not call me? <laughs> right? Or, you know, what's, what's going to happen with the stock market? Or, you know, do I get the job? Do I not get the job? Yeah. Um, so anytime you can give yourself a sense of predictability, certainty, clarity in other areas of your life, that helps you to manage the places in your life that are uncertain. Because there are lots of things that are outside of our control on a regular day-to-day -day basis. So we can't always have predictability and, and certainty in those areas, but wherever we can provide that for ourselves, it helps us to manage that stress generally. So we have more buffer to deal with those uncertain areas in our life. I'm certain of this. You are listening to Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast, and we're talking about stress as always. You can also check us out on Facebook. Check out Ask Dr. Gans. It's simple as that. By the way, doctor is spelled D-R. <laughs> it's not doctor. It's Ask Dr. Gans with a D-R. Okay, I, I guess uh, when you talk about um, having to train your brain to try to, I guess it, you're, I'm trying to find the right way to put it. it, it it's, I believe training, it, it's advisable if you start really early. Yes. But for guys like me, <laughs> trying to reset the compass is tough. Well, it, it, it can seem tough, but, you know, we've done it our whole lives, right? All we're doing, really all we're doing with uh, setting up an owner's manual and then following it is building a habit. That's it. Okay. And so a lot of people think we need a lot of willpower and it's like determination and stuff like that. But no, really what it takes is you set aside some time, you sit down, and you figure out what it is that's going to work for you in your life. And right. And you put a system around that. And then you go and follow the system. I'll give you an example. So I was talking to uh, my my like, right-hand person, and she, Sherry, she said I could use this on the podcast. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, <laughs> I'm using it with permission. All right. So she was, you know, she was uh, coming down with something, and one of the things she said is like, you know, ah, this really sucks, guys, because 
you know, what happens is I have a, I, I, my, my body's flowing, my, my uh, life is in order, and then I get sick and everything kind of falls apart. And then it takes me forever to get back on track, right? Right. And what I said to her is like, okay, well, let's, why don't we do this? Why don't we build an owner's manual, build a little checklist for yourself so that you know, here's how I run when I'm running my best. And write that stuff down so that you can actually follow it. You don't have to think about it. But ah. then I said... But then also have one for when you're sick, <laughs> okay? So when you're sick, <laughs> what, is, what are the things that are basic things you need to do to make sure you look after yourself so you get well as quickly as possible? And then you can make a third one for how you're transitioning from when you're sick to when you're well, right? And it works perfectly. Well, here's the question then from a guy's perspective. Uh-huh. I guess guys just think that they can talk their way through this, right? <laughs> and you can't. There's got to be a plan in place. Well, look, you, you, can, you can plan, you can talk about it if you want, you can think your way through it, and you can do it. It just takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy. You have to be focused. You got to kind of bring yourself back. So in lots of ways, it's not impossible, but it's not efficient and not effective, right? It's far better. You know, you know what I think about? It's, it's the old movies when, you know, there's... Uh, Whatever, something happens and the, the government goes to DEFCON 3, the guy comes with a binder and has the little envelope, oh, yeah, and yeah. rips it open. Okay, follow the steps, right? Because, <laughs> you know, in the moment, he's freaking out. He doesn't know what's going on. He can't figure out what to do or what, what sequence the thing is, right? So he rips open the envelope and he just follows the instructions. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about just ripping open the envelope, having that instruction manual written so you don't have to think about it. Because then you just follow the steps and you get the results you want. So this is a personal owner's manual then? Absolutely. And it's, so it's personal, but I tell you where else it, it can apply. Okay. okay. So uh, in my practice, I've done a lot of work with couples. And what would happen is, um, you know, for some folks, uh, one, or, one or both of the partners will work out of town and one is left at home, right? And so... Uh, what happens is the person coming home from from out of town comes back and you know they're feeling tired, but they may also feel guilty because they've you know left their partner at home. And they need to kind of help and stuff. So the tendency is to want to jump in and start like, okay, I'm here. Let me let me help you do this and do that. And really, you're screwing up the poor person's like you know system that they've been running the whole time. This actually happened to me. Because I used to work up in the north, and so I'd, I'd do this little three or four day little circle up in the north, and I'd show up back at my house with my wife, and she sometimes she'd look at me, it's like, "What are you doing here? Oh yeah, it's Thursday. Oh yeah, okay, all right." But like she told me, "You if you show up early, you mess with my system, right?" So, yeah. So what we did was. We actually had to have a little uh, transition protocol for me so I wouldn't just jump in and screw stuff up, but also one for her so she would know, okay, this is how we let Gans back in where he doesn't screw up stuff and we don't like fight all the time, right? So I've done this with quite a few uh, couples and it works like a charm. So they understand, okay, when somebody comes back, here's how it goes. The first day is going to be like that. The second day is going to be like that. Okay, and then we're into the routine. And then have one for when the other person's leaving as well. Okay, here's how, here's how we exit. And this is really important, especially if you have kids, because kids need to have some predictability and some structure as well. Because if they don't, 
their stress level goes up and then they start acting all squirrely and then that, that you know, drives the stress level of the parents through the roof as well. Is this also an energy level, trying to keep everybody's energy level flat rather than one sky high and the other's way down here? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, and, and unfortunately, when one goes up, the other one kind of goes up and then we have this little arms race that happens, right? Oh, to yeah. see who, who can okay. be most pissed off the fastest. So yeah, so it's really to keep everybody in a kind of state that is going to be, um, you know, effective for them and for everybody around them. So I'm out, I'm asking the personal question. So how long did it take you guys to kind of figure that out? The, to figure out what was happening? Yeah. Uh, geez, I think it took us probably about two months, two to three months okay. to figure out what was, what was happening. And then once we figured it out, it's like, ah, oh, okay. All right. Now let's, let's, let's kind of figure out how we do this better so we can be more efficient. This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress. Check us out online at askdrgans.com. That's Dr. Dr. Okay, now, how does this reduce my stress level, all of this? How do, how do we do that? Well, you know, honestly, it is to uh, take, take the stress, take the, the confusion out of your mind. And, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm fighting with the spouse or the people around me or whatever, that's quite stressful. So if I know that there's a system to help me get back into uh, my family in a healthy way, and there's a system to help me kind of disengage so I can actually focus on my work, that helps me to feel a lot better and a lot, calm, a lot calmer. Because if I go away and I'm feeling guilty and I'm always thinking about what's going on at home, that's not going to be good for whatever I'm doing at work. But it's also, you know, when I come back, I'm diving in without really asking what is needed or who needs the help. And, you know, in terms of me personally, when I have my owner's manual for myself, I like, okay, so one of the things I'm working on is better fitness, right? So part of my morning ritual now is I get up, as soon as I kind of get myself together, I go downstairs and I start working out. And I have to do that. I, I, I know ahead of time what the workouts are going to be. I know what, what equipment I need. I know, you know, I know all that stuff so that in the moment I don't have to make that decision because in the moment I will decide to stay in bed, right? <laughs> or, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, th there's lots of things that I'll decide to do other than work out. And so I don't want to have to give myself the stress of trying to motivate myself in that moment. I just want to follow the protocol and get it done. Some people are scared to kind of put plans in place. Mm -hmm. I'm one of these guys where I like to have my plan for, let's say tomorrow. I like to already be thinking about it a little bit today. Mm -hmm. Is that weird or is that a good thing? It's, it's, not, it's not weird at all. It's actually a good thing. The more organized we could be, the, the, the happier we are and the more effective and productive we can be. I will say this, though, because I had that same concern for a number of years. It, th there's a sense that, you know, we're going to lose spontaneity or you're just going to be a robot or, you know, well, uh, for a lot of people, what happens is they plan their lives so tight that if something goes wrong, traffic is bad, or you wake up late, or the alarm doesn't go off, or whatever, it screws up the whole thing, and then they feel super guilty. So, you know, m my recommendation is you make the plan, but you also, um, you're kind to yourself, right? And going back to what we said earlier, the one thing, the one thing is very, very important, because if we, if we can really take some time to plan and figure out, okay, what is the most important thing that I need to accomplish today? What is the highest leverage activity? then we make that the priority. Then the other stuff kind of falls away. It doesn't really matter because as long as you get that done, then you've accomplished something. And if you feel like doing more after that, then you can do more after that, right? But, but that way it takes, uh, takes away a lot of the guilt and a lot of the stress around, oh no, well, 
I've got all these 15 things to do and I'm just feeling overwhelmed. This has kind of bothered me the last little while and, and it's uh, my better half and I have the conversation every morning over coffee while we're, you know, getting ready to go to work. And she says, so what's up today? And I can list off about four or five things. And I say, what about you? Well, we'll see how it goes. And, and I always think to myself, is that something, am I doing it right? Or is she doing it right? Or is this just the way we're wired? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, both of you have whatever, if it works for her, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Right. And if it works for you, it's fine. So uh, that's how it is. And, and, you know, there, there are actually cultures that actually are much more easygoing and are not quite as black and white and linear as, as you know, a lot of things we do in North America here. But, you know, the bottom line is, are you happy in your life? Does it help you move forward? And if the, if the strategy works for you, then, you know, all the power to you. This is chapter three in your book, The Me Factor. You go a lot deeper. Oh, yeah. A lot deeper <laughs> on this one. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, I'm slowly working my way through the book, and I'm uh, really enjoying it. It's uh, very enlightening for me because on more than one occasion, I go, oh, boy, that's me. <laughs> and you got, you got to hear that a lot. Yeah, I, I do. Actually, I was talking to somebody today, and they said the same thing. And I said, yeah, you know, that's good. I'm really happy because, it, you know, what it does is it helps people to realize they're not alone. Yeah. They, this, the stuff we're talking about, it's like, Everybody has it. Everybody deals with this stuff. It shows up in different ways for people, but it's really the root of it all is stress. And if you can figure out what you can do to reduce your stress, help you to have a little bit more of a buffer to handle stuff, everything's going to go better, right? You're going to feel better. Your health is going to be better. Your sex life's going to be better. You're going to make more money. It's, it's, it's just better all around. So by reading a book on stress is actually reducing my stress. <laughs> Do you hear that? Right? Do you get that a lot? Yeah, that's kind of funny, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's amazing. Hey, listen, that's it for today. And we've got more great stuff coming your way. Each podcast, we're going to try to help you chip away at the stress monster with helpful advice and tips and kind of direct you on where to go, that type of thing. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to drop us a note on our website, which is askdrgans.com. That's uh, askdrgans.com. And post a quick note below the podcast section. If you love the show, tell us. And if you have a suggestion or two on something that's stress-related, tell us about that, and we'll see how we can maybe included in our podcast absolutely so and you don't mind feedback at all oh not at all i love feedback i i love it too i think it's great because what it does for me relieves stress there you go <laughs> so anyway once again check out our website askdrgans.com take a look at the many features you're going to find there's information on seminars cool stuff to buy don't forget the book the me factor which we've been talking about today plus you can also reach dr gans for any public speaking event that you might have so thanks again for your time today more great podcasts to come and Always we'll talk to fun. you soon. Always fun. Yeah.